Welcome to Booked, where two guys tell you about the books they're reading. I'm Livia Snedden. Now, I'm Rob Olson. This episode, we're going to be reviewing the book Dark Matter by Blake Crouch. Now, this is the second Patreon pick of the year, and it is the book chosen by Misty Bennett, longtime friend of the podcast, longtime now, I guess, um, permanent holiday host, you could say. Yes. Um, who sadly will not be joining us tonight. Yeah, so, um, and let, let's get this out of the way right away. So, so this is a Patreon pick at uh, people who donate $10, $10 or more per month, right? Yeah. Please don't donate $10 or more a month so that I have to read books that you pick. I'm just getting it out of the way now. Like, I don't want anybody to go to patreon.com slash booked <laughs> and donate $10 a month because I don't want people picking the books that we're going to read. I like picking the books we're going to read. I like Rob occasionally picking the books we're going to read. So don't, do not go to patreon.com slash booked and try to donate $10 a month just to make us read a book. Don't do it. Wow. I feel like you might, um, you might ruffle some feathers there. It will hurt my feelings if someone goes to patreon.com slash booked and makes me read a book by donating $10 or more per month. All right. Well, you heard it here first. Um, Misty was originally planning to join us for this review, but um, she's got a super secret government job. Uh, and she got called away to do something that I'm sure is like saving the world or something like that. So as much as she wanted to be here, um, I, I, I mean, I'm ready for the world to just be over. Everything is pretty miserable, but um, she's got more, more spirit than me, I guess. <laughs> I do know, and I probably shouldn't disclose this. I do know that her secret mission involves multiple outfits and different color wigs. And <laughs> I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> But she did have to take all the wigs with her on this one. So um, we, we hope she comes back uh, soon and safe. That's right. Um, but we're still reviewing this book. Um, we're still going through with it. And I think it's going to be an interesting conversation. So I'm going to start off by uh, hitting you with a bio for Blake Crouch. Uh, he's best known for his Wayward Pines trilogy, which has sold more than a million copies and was adapted into a primetime event series on Fox. He lives in Colorado. It gave Livius the heavy Way lifting. Did you see Wayward Pines? I saw, yes, I saw, it. was there more than one season? Because I saw the first season. Yeah, so you saw the good season. Oh boy. Um, I, I also saw the first season, and then when the second season started, I, I think I, I toughed it out for like two episodes. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was an interesting story. Yeah. I'm kind of yeah. on the fence about it, but it wasn't the worst thing I've watched for sure. So we also reviewed Recursion, which was Misty's pick for 2019. Um, I'm starting to see a trend with the types of books that Blake <laughs> Crouch writes. Are you seeing a similar trend? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's definitely going to be part of the conversation, I think. But um, striking, there's some uh, parallels, I would say. I would say that, too. I'm guessing we're going to talk about a lot of this in spoiler talk, which will likely return this episode. Yeah, 100%. And, uh, I guess we'll see how it goes. But here is the synopsis for Dark Matter by, by Blake Crouch. A mind-bending, relentlessly surprising thriller from the author of the best-selling Wayward Pines trilogy. Are you happy with your life? Those are the last words Jason Dessen hears before the masked abductor knocks him unconscious. Before he awakens to find himself strapped to a gurney surrounded by strangers in hazmat suits. Before a man Jason's never met smiles down at him and says, Welcome back, my friend. 
In this world he's woken up to, Jason's life is not the one he knows. His wife is not his wife. His son was never born. And Jason is not an ordinary college physics professor, but a celebrated genius who has achieved something remarkable, something impossible. Is it this world or the other that's the dream? And even if the home he remembers is real, how could Jason possibly make it back to the family he loves? The answers lie in a journey more wondrous and horrifying than anything he could have imagined. One that will force him to confront the darkest parts of himself, even as he battles a terrifying, seemingly unbeatable foe. Dark Matter is a brilliantly plotted tale that is at once sweeping and intimate, mind-bendingly strange and profoundly human. A relentlessly surprising science fiction thriller about choices, paths not taken, and how far we'll go to claim the lives we dream of. All right. Any thoughts on the synopsis, first of all? We'd like to just kind of dissect that right off the bat. Sure. Um, I don't know. Some of it feels a little off. Um, this is going to be really hard not to spoil at least, I'd say, the first like half of this book because we have to talk about it, right? Right, yeah. So, um, I mean, it's it's fine. It's a little it's a little verbose at the end there. <laughs> at once sweeping and intimate, mind bendingly strange and profoundly human. Like, yeah, it's uh, it's it's not the worst I've read. They do kind of ramp up the hyperbole at the end there. Um, I you know maybe making it sound a little more grand than it actually is. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, I like it as a synopsis. It's tough because. We're, we're going to probably spoil this pretty quick. I mean, <laughs> but so I recommended this to someone I know, right? Young guy who um, used to do a lot of reading, doesn't do so, so much anymore. And I said, you know, I think you'd really like this. And I, I you know, even when I tell people things, I try to keep it spoiler free. But I was like, all right, the stuff I spoiled, I picked out in chapter two. Yeah. So by the time it's actually revealed, like I already knew it. So I don't feel like anything in chapter two can be a significant spoiler. And if I could easily figure out that, and we know how great I am at figuring things out, like anybody <laughs> would. So I, I, I don't see getting, you know, say 30 or 40% in this story being very spoilery. I agree. And yeah, like anybody who talks about it is probably going to talk about the stuff that we're going to think about as, as being spoilery. So yeah, it's just going to happen. Like, but we can, we can, uh, kick this off the way we would any story, which is just kind of establishing the way that the story starts. The book starts out very domestic with like, just like a little scene of Jason, uh, who's the main character, his wife, Daniela, they have a son named Charlie and um, they're, uh, it's like they're cooking dinner in the house or whatever, preparing, preparing the meal for dinner. And it comes up that uh, his Jason's colleague, a friend of a friend of theirs, has just won some prestigious scientific prize, science prize, like a, an award. And um, he's having a party nearby that Jason doesn't think he wants to go to. He just wants to stay home with his family because, you know, he's just happier there and stuff like that. And he doesn't necessarily want to get into the all the emotions of his friend winning some prestigious thing while he is, like, teaching science at a local college, that kind of thing. So he doesn't want to... Um, go out and uh, see his friend Ryan and stir up all these like emotions, but he is talked into it by his wife. So that's how we're introduced to the fact that uh, Jason took a different path. So he was uh, on a path to be a, a great scientist, likely one that was going to win this, what I believe is a fictional prize in the book. Um, I, think, I think it's fictional. Yeah. Um, but you know, he, he took a different path. 
so you know he has a, a couple drinks and, and he decides to walk home and uh he is abducted um and this is like page like 15 stuff like it, it, this book gets going really quickly he's abducted um by a man wearing a mask um who knows a lot about him uh it, this this is where i'm going to get real spoilery right is this like this is probably fitting to explain the rest <laughs> of the story right yeah so I don't know if it's lost on other people that read this, but I immediately thought, like, oh, this is some other version of Jason that's just abducted him, which turns out to be true. So going back to the synopsis, um, Jason is taken somewhere. Um, there's some conversations had. He's injected with something, and that's where he wakes up in a completely strange science facility where everybody knows him, but he knows no one. Yeah. So, and this is like chapter two, three. So like, it may sound like, wow, you guys are giving away everything. No, this is the setup for the story. So, uh, it wakes up in this place, um, obviously distraught, very disoriented and stuff. And, um, it becomes clear to him very early on in conversing with people that he, like Olivia said, has no idea who they are, but they are fully aware of who he is. So something is seriously wrong. Um, his instinct is not to trust these people. And, um, but to kind of go along with it, like maybe he's just like got knocked around and doesn't remember shit. So he's kind of using that as an excuse to find a way to get, to get free. And, and he escapes. And this is like, we probably won't go through too much of the minutia of things, but like there's an escape attempt. He runs around, um, eventually ends up kind of back in custody. And, um, then he's kind of, uh, He's a prisoner and he's kind of not necessarily a prisoner. He's definitely not being he's not free to go. He's kind of being held against his will, but it's for his own good because they just think that he's having some sort of mental problems. Um, and he's he's got to now try and figure out, like, what's going on? What can he do about it? And I, and I skipped over some stuff, but like, that's generally the idea. He got out. um And now he's got to like now that they've got him again, figure out what the hell's going on and what can I do to get back to my family? Basically. Yeah. One thing I'll add, um, that, which is again, I think what you were alluding to when you skipped over, he's definitely in Chicago, but little things are different. And, and I go back to the synopsis. Like he goes eventually gets to his home and it's his home. He, he inherited the home from his family, which is established, you know, chapter one or whatever. Um, there, things are very different at home. There's no sign of his wife or child. It's it's essentially a bachelor pad um, that he's living in. So he immediately knows that that some things are are very very wrong. And again, I don't know how much I want to spoil about this. Here's what I'll say: and we can continue to talk about the story, but the rest of the story is him trying to get home, essentially. So here's what you could take from what we said: if one guy could get there and send him back, then there's probably a way that he can get back home. It's just us following him on the journey of his trying to do so. Yeah. And a little background about his science to kind of put things into perspective. Um, when he was, before he kind of made a choice to, to lay off the science a little bit and, and become a family man, his area of study was basically um, the idea of quantum superposition, like the, the idea that something, and typically it's like, protons and stuff can be observed to be in two places at the same time. And he wanted to recreate 
that phenomenon on a macro level. So like a golf ball or like a mouse or something like that was kind of what he was doing. He was like, how can I take this um, scientific reality and scale it up so that we could, you know, have the same effect, but on things that are life size that are observable, like with the human eye and stuff like that. I think we've given, um, if you've been paying attention, you probably have all the pieces to put this together on what the rest <laughs> of this book is about. I'm assuming. Um, one of the things that that's done real well, and, and I go back to recursion too. Um, recursion was probably a little more complicated of a book, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but it, it deals with a lot of the same types of things like they're definitely similar in some ways um the one thing that he did well in recursion i think he does really well here is that it's not overly sciencey like there's a leap of faith that you have to take that this is possible and then he pretty much leaves the rest of it alone so all the science that rob just talked about is essentially all the science that's covered in the book is that fair to say more or less yeah there's like some other um there's some other things, but it's all it's it's just supporting and it's very minor. So yeah, like the 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 science that is the kind of crucial point of the plot is is what I just talked about. Yeah, I mean, I just think that like when you and I maybe talk in spoiler talk, if someone were to hear that, they might think like, "Holy shit, there's some crazy science stuff." No, no you don't have to understand any of that. It's it's like a good time travel book. the The mechanics aren't what's important. It's the um, acceptance of the ability for, for these things to, to happen. And when you said good time travel book, I thought you were saying it was a good time travel book. And I was like, what the, anyway, it's a bad joke. Yeah, no, no, no. It's one of those yeah, good gotcha. time travel books. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Um, yeah, what else can we talk about? Characters? Um, we follow Jason. Um, I, I, I guess I, I guess I I'll touch on this, and this goes to um, uh, narrative uh, in our in our new scoring system. I think there were like two chapters that we didn't see from Jason's point of view, and they were just kind of sporadic. And did do you know what I'm talking about? There's, there's the couple yes. Daniela sections. There's yep. two or three. And again, and we said this very recently um, about um, the Sopranos. Like, if you're going to do that, it has to be paced in a way where it, like, alternates or or something. And this was just, like, two sections. I I don't know that the book needed them. But it was, yeah, it was just. Yeah, I I have thoughts on that. And probably I'll expand on it in spoiler talk. But um, I see what he was trying to do with those. Um, It was reinforcing, like, like the idea that oh you know she might not like she's not just like oh it's business as usual after our jason that we're following is suddenly gone like um the person who abducted her you know kind of steps in or whatever and it's kind of emphasizing the fact that like oh they they think something's up too but they they can't you know possibly imagine that this is what's going on so but yes to your point it happens, I believe, three separate times, and um, you don't really know why it's happening um, necessarily, but like it's pretty easy to figure. Pretty much everything in this book is really easy to figure out, so um, like you get it pretty quickly, but then it drops off at a certain point, and again, I believe it's because if it continued, 
either it would make the book too long or it would make certain things too obvious about the story. So yeah, I agree. It was, I see why he chose to do it early on Mm -hmm. in the book, but I don't really think it was anything that made the plot any like better. Nope. I agree. Um, I, I also think, and maybe we can talk about this in spoiler talk. I think there are ways that he could have done that without, um, yeah, those chapters at all, and we still would have gotten the same message. So, um, it's tough to talk a book that you know, you know gets this spoilery. And I know, I know you said you think you said it was easy to figure out, and and I, I still think he did a really good job unrolling the story. So one of my notes in, in the scoring system was that. And I know this sounds like a wrap up and we're not there yet, but like the first 70 percent of the book was really good. And then I felt like it just moved to a different level. And I'm saying 70 percent very generic. You know what I mean? But like there's a certain point. And I'll say this, I guess, for anybody who listened who maybe isn't a Patreon contributor. But um, Jason, um, when he uses the Internet, when he finally gets on the Internet, you know what I'm talking about, right? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I was like, this just went from like a good book to like a holy shit, this is good. Um, and I was really, really impressed by that. Up until then, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't want to say I was lukewarm on the book. Like I was enjoying it, um, uh, despite maybe some some faults in the the the, the device, you know. But I, I don't know. It, it's I, I feel like this is one of those stories that started with a scene that's three quarters away through the book and then worked its way backwards to get there. Um, I could see that. Yeah. yeah. Like the scene you're so, talking about, the one that blew your mind. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, yeah. I'll, so I'll, I'll, here's what I'll say. Um, the book follows very few characters. Um, and so, uh, it, it's, we don't really grow attached to that many people. It's really focused on Jason and his wife. And, um, that's, I mean, there are, a few other people. There's a character I believe named Amanda, right? Was it Amanda? I believe that's correct. Yeah. An A name. I think it was Amanda who is kind of critical to helping uh, Jason earlier in the book. And um, I think one of the things that I would have liked to see more of is her uh, because she was an interesting character and like of, of all the crazy shit that happens in this book, like, she's kind of one of the people who put herself out there more than most with like the least to gain from it. Um, so they were developing her nicely until um, it just got kind of dialed back. So I wish I would have seen more of her. Um, and, and here's the thing. I, I Overall, I think it's just a, it's a really fun, fast paced adventure. Um, and there was some stuff that I would have liked to see more of, but like it's a, it's a quick, quick, entertaining read. And like, you're going to get so much more quality discussion in spoiler talk for sure. Yeah. Let's go do that. Um, so <laughs> patreon.com slash book where you should never donate $10 or more a month and make me read another book this year, um, is where you get spoiler talk. And that's just for like a buck or two. Like you don't even, you don't have to, you could do like nine bucks. That would be okay. Just don't do 10. Um, Rob and I are going to go over there. We're going to start right at the 70th percentile of the book 
and probably work our way towards the end and maybe work our way back. So we're going to do that. And then we're going to come back and wrap this bad boy up. All right. We are back from spoiler talk where we had some really interesting talk about science that I don't think either of us are very super interested in um, and ready to wrap, wrap this up. You want to wrap it up? No, you go first. All right. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so I, I really enjoyed recursion. And so I was looking forward to digging into this. One of the first messages I got from Livius was that the book um, kicks off like really fast or really well, an encouraging message about how like it was really easy to get into this book. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm excited about this. Um, started reading the book, kind of understood like the foundation of the science that that was going to play part in this. And I was like, okay, this is pretty good. I like this. I like where this is moving. And overall, I'm going to say it was entertaining. It was it was fun and it was interesting. He introduced some really thoughtful, interesting ideas with how um, this particular science that was used in this book would have crazy effects on, on someone's life and, and exploring the lengths we'll go to to come back home. Um so we introduced some really cool stuff. There was like four or five bits in the book that I thought, man, this is brilliant. This is a really cool plot point. Um, but that's that were those were there was a pretty few and far between. I think for the most part, if you look at it from a storytelling perspective, um, a lot of it was pretty predictable. A lot of it was pretty surface level. Um, so I wouldn't go into this book looking for, oh man, I love science and I want this guy to like break my mind with science. I. I would go into this thinking this is going to be a pretty fast paced, entertaining um, read that leans more to the thriller side than like the love story side. Um, and, and so overall it had benefits to it, but um, I didn't find too much depth in it. And my score for this is going to land at 6.75. Yeah. <clears throat> So this will be, I think, I think the most divergent that Rob and I have been um, this year. So uh, I, I like the fast pace of the book. Um, I, I I struggle with how this book would have played out if the pace was slower. I, I feel like it was almost dependent on this kind of, of pace, um, at least for me, to, to stay interesting. One of the things that we didn't spend a lot of time talking about, and I'm going to try to word this very carefully, um, there's some really good stuff towards the end of the book. So I'll say post 70% that gives us some different um, perspectives um, Jason has on, on how to approach the situation that, that I thought were really interesting and really, really well thought out. I'm, I'm holding to the thought that Blake Crouch had this idea that started 70% of the way in this book and had to work his way backwards to get there because some of those moments for me were, were just terrific and, and, and are going to be memorable um, for me. He's able to address some things, I think, uniquely um, through the story that he told that would be a lot harder or, or maybe near impossible to do um, any other way. Rob and I um, feel very differently about how the science worked in this book. Um, and, and suffice it to say, there is a pretty strong leap of faith that you have to take in, in what he's telling you is science, um, to, to get to, 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 to the storyline. For me, it didn't really impact a whole lot because I still thought that the, maybe the pace overcame some, some of that. So I really enjoyed this. This is the, the first, you know, what I'll say first true, like page Turner that, that I've read, um, this year and my score, um, is going to be a little, a little higher than Rob's. I came in at a final score of nine. 
which gives us an average of 7.875 because that's math motherfuckers wow yeah math um i think overall like it here's the thing i i dinged it pretty heavily for for a certain amount of things but i would absolutely recommend it to people like if you're looking for i'm trying to think of the best like kind of comparison to can you think of anything like that if you would like this you would also kind of like um like any titles come to mind i will say that um recursion obviously so if you read that um you probably came to it via dark matter and not the other way around like we did but i'll say this book doesn't have anything to do with time travel but i think time travel fans would appreciate some of the things in this book yeah totally um it's it's one of the smarter like i would i would call it like a science fiction thriller Right. For sure. I mean, I don't know what else I, I could call it. I mean, that that sound that sums it up pretty well. Yeah. So I definitely like I would recommend it 100 percent to people um, with the caveat of like, you know, it's it's you know, it's not going to blow your mind with science. It's it's a uh, like Livia said, the kind of suspension of disbelief. And once you get over that, it's just a fun ride while we're on the subject of weird science fiction shit some of this maybe relates to to this book i had an update like two weeks ago and i'd said oh if we have time i'll I'll get into this i had an actual interaction with future rob oh whoa this is huge news (laughs) well obviously because it took me like two plus weeks to get to it so (laughs) so clearly this was something earth very pressing yeah i'm no longer convinced that he's future rob uh, what was there something specific that gave it away, or is it just a little overall dopey. a little dopey? It's a little dopey, and I don't think of you as dopey. Well, I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate. So, what? So, future Rob was at your work. I'm assuming future Rob was at my work, and then and then specifically asked me for help with something. And it was kind of weird because I turned away from him. And I realize that I have had in my head all these interactions with this guy that he has not had with me. So I know that I'm fucking smiling thinking about this. Do you do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Here? Like in my mind, this guy even has a name and he's got like a story. And this guy who has seen me, you know, I'm going to assume exactly the same amount of times I've seen him. He's never seen me before as we're interacting because what's there's nothing memorable about me. But I think of him as future Rob. <laughs> Jesus. You're like, did you you didn't open up your phone and be like, here's the time I took a picture of you? Yeah, I was I, I was close. I was close. Do you remember <laughs> I sent you I took with some random guy in New Orleans because he was wearing a hat and had a beard and I thought he looked like you? Uh I'll have to send it. I still come across it in my phone when I go through there, but <laughs> I thought about it and I was like, oh, that's a lot of explaining to do where I go. Listen, I feel like your version of my friend Rob that's like 20 years from now. And I thought this is going to sound crazy. So instead, I'll try to to like help this guy with like some kind of dumb smile on my face. Because <laughs> all I can think of is I'm talking to future Rob as he's like, oh, I'm talking to this. Um, slightly brain damaged man at this business who has some stupid smile on his face and is stammering through sentences. So, but I'm no longer convinced that he's future Rob, which makes me a little sadder inside if I'm being honest. Wow. Um, that's, I mean, that's pretty big news that really 
disrupts the uh, the kind of like world that we've been building on this podcast for like you know the last <laughs> nine years or so. The time um, space continuum is a little little fucked up. A little bit, yeah. Like we're in a you've probably in it. You're probably in a different universe or something. Yep, I am probably in a different universe. In the universe I'm in, just FYI, um, <laughs> we'll be doing a an interlude episode next week in a different universe or, or whatever maybe maybe someone in that universe is reviewing the new stephen hall book i don't know but we'll be doing an interlude here next week before we kick off now i say potentially one two three four five six book reviews in a row now some of those have not um hit our doorsteps yet as we're expecting um or hoping for our copies in some cases um, but yeah, next week an interlude, and then we're planning on going on a little bit of a of a spree. Yeah, um, the next couple months, I'm guessing, are going to be pretty heavily book review um, uh, filled, right? Yes. Yes, That's like some really sure. exciting stuff. Like um, last year and this year, I feel like either we're just noticing more shit, like things are not falling through the cracks as much, or like people are putting out a lot of exciting stuff because there was a time where we were like, please God, just throw something on our laps because we can't figure out what we were going to review next. And like the last this year and last year, it's just the cup overfloweth. It overfloweth for, uh, for sure. Um, I do want to say, can I tease what, what we, what we should have going on two weeks from now? Is it safe? Do you think it's safe? Uh, Yeah. Um, here's what I will say. Um, two weeks from now, we're expecting um, a book review, but in, in conjuncture with uh, our first interview of the year. I don't know. Should we say who it is? Yeah. What the hell? Just go for it. Uh, Al Makatsu, who Hunger we reviewed here last year, uh, has a new book coming out called The Deep. And we should have a review of The Deep and an interview with Al Makatsu all at the same time, like t- two weeks from now. Yeah, we're loading it up. This one, I'm excited about this one because, like, I didn't I didn't read it, a synopsis yet, but it has to do with the Titanic. And my thought was, if she does with the Titanic what she did with the fucking Donner Party, this is going to be an exciting book. <laughs> can, can I tell you that I didn't read a synopsis? And I was talking to someone. I said, this book, The Deep, I said, it's probably about the Titanic. And that was without knowing anything <laughs> about it. I just made an assumption. That's awesome. <laughs> very well very well done yeah if if the next book is called the flight i'm i'm calling amelia Earhart. oh i went to my mind went to the spruce goose because it was that one uh what's the dude that would like lock him up and like put jars of pee all over the place you know what i'm talking about spruce. i think i just had a fucking aneurysm there's nothing you're saying is make it like i understand each individual <laughs> word but what who <laughs> The Spruce Goose, the fucking plaint. I gotta look it up now. I'm not letting this one go. You've never heard that before? I, no, so I haven't. It was an all wooden plane. Hugh, he- Hugh Hefner? No, not Hugh Hefner. Howard Hughes. <laughs> Why did I say Hugh Hefner? Isn't Hugh Hefner the Playboy guy? He is. That's yeah. the first thing you've said that's made sense in the last like, right. three minutes. So, uh, the Spruce Goose uh, is a prototype strategic airlift flying boat designed and built by the Hughes Aircraft Company, which Howard Hughes, uh, intended as a transatlantic flight transport for use during World War II. It was not completed in time to be used in the war. The aircraft made only one brief flight 
on November 2nd, 1947, and the project never advanced beyond the single example produced. But it was made by Howard Hughes, which was, uh, he was known for like being a recluse and like saving jars of his own pee or something like that. Okay. Because I was going to say, maybe we, I know we've been having internet problems, but I, I thought I heard you say <laughs> jars of pee. <laughs> yeah, I think DiCaprio played him in a movie once. Anyway, right. um, anyway. So, yeah, you go with Spruce Goose. I'm going with Amelia Earhart for her <laughs> next book, The Flight. Flight. And I'm not sure if that's what it's called. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I love um, it. But that's it. <laughs> that's it for this week. That's plenty for this week. <laughs> Thank you, Misty, for uh, picking a, what I thought was really a great book um, for us to read. So I, I appreciate that. I guess I, I, I know I declared it. Before we even read this book, but Misty is the Patreon winner for 2019 for book book selections, right? I think we can both agree on that. Yeah. Uh, I'll do the math on it, but she's probably edging out Jesse just by a little bit. Yeah. All right. So uh, thank you uh, <laughs> to all of you for listening. Until next time, I'm Livia Snudden. And I'm Rob Olson. Keep reading.